Hello and welcome to another OV Udemy chat. We've got a, a great panel tonight. They've all been extremely well behaved and arrived with plenty of time. So everyone's on board, everyone's working, and we're looking forward to the discussion tonight. Uh, I'm just going to allow people to introduce themselves a little bit, and I'm going to start with my left, which is BL. So BL, can you just give us an introduction, tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I am B.L. Ackman. I have been doing internet strategy since 1996 and social media marketing since before it was called that. And uh, my interest in Udemy is that I have all this knowledge. I wish to share it and make some money on it. And I also I have another interest, which is for me to stop being the product for the knowledge to become the product as opposed to me. Excellent, excellent, BL. Melanie, if you could uh, introduce yourself. Thank you, Mark and Philomena. My name is Melanie Hall, and I'm the owner and CEO of Big Uptick Social Marketing LLC, and uh, located in Dayton, Ohio. And I just submitted my first Udemy course, and I'm waiting for it to be approved. And it's on uh, incorporating marketing principles into online marketing. Excellent. Thank you. Philomena. Thank you. Hello, I'm Philomena Timberlake, and Mark and myself, we run a company called SME Heroes with uh, two other partners, and we're a, a marketing company that helps uh, businesses online with their marketing. We also have uh, many Udemy courses now. I think I'm losing track of the, the number, but I'll let Mark uh, dip in and explain any of those that uh, uh, he thinks uh, is relevant. And I look after the, uh, the video production uh, side of things uh, in the company. Looking forward to tonight's chat. I shall be uh, making notes and I hope to do some snippets as well uh, for during the week. And Roxanne, if you could introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Hi, I'm Roxanne Davenport. I am on Google to uh, just bring about epilepsy awareness, but I used to work in a physician's office to have to get continuing medical education uh, hours and always found it a problem leaving doctor's offices and to get those. So I wanted to see if we could start uh, doing these online. So wanted to come here and we need to see about doing that. Excellent. Scott, if you could uh, introduce yourself. Okay, thank you, and uh, thank you, uh, Mark, for uh, inviting us into the film strip. This is going to be a great program. I'm the Scott in the Scott treatment. I had, in a previous life, like 20 years in terms of assisting citizens producing their television shows during public access programming in here in Seattle, so when Hangouts on Air came along, it was a natural for me to assist people with that, and part of that was repackaging and repurposing Hangouts on Air. And I think the next big thing are online courses, and there is no better place to learn how to do that and then to actually display that than, I believe, on Udemy. So that's uh, where the Scott Treatment is pivoting to help citizens who produce their own online courses. Excellent. And Terry. Hey everybody, I'm Terry Lee Britton on uh, Google Plus, and uh, I uh, have I do a lot of helpful things. Help is sort of my underscore word. <laughs> I may have a ton of videos. I got about 1.2 million views of videos, and I just decided uh, it was time to start utilizing this Udemy thing. And Scott introduced me to Mark and Philomena's. Uh, group here and so I joined up with the intention of finally organizing some of the tutorials that I put together into some courseware and uh, making it so that people can maintain the contact and have that constant um, you know support and encouragement that a official course does which just YouTube videos with comment streams does only seem seemingly on a one you know one once in a while basis when you buy a course, you get an ongoing relationship with the instructor, and so that's what I'm interested in seeing happen. So, and I'm all ears for this one, this show. I'll probably be listening a lot. <laughs> and um, obviously, myself, uh, like Phil said, we run an online marketing company called SME Heroes, and we deliver uh, all the elements that businesses need for online marketing. Um, but we've got 11 courses on Udemy now. 
Oh, and hopefully get another free up in the next few weeks, which is uh, a new adventure because we're co-instructing with another instructor. Um, so that's going to be really interesting. And we're loving Udemy, we're loving the OV community, and you know we're loving these Hangouts. So it's all good. And obviously, you know, you may be listening to this as a podcast because now these are also being delivered in podcast format. We launched that last last week or two. But it's finally got itself all untangled and it's ready to roll. So if you're listening to this on a podcast, welcome on board. And I just want to say hello to everyone in the Q&A. Um, you've got Rob, Creature Design. Great to have you. Nancy's here, Nancy Thomas-Ward. Nice to have you here, Nancy. Sue Mosley, Teresa Armenta. Dennis Smith, great to have you here in the Q&A, and Olivier. And I'm sure there's a few people that I can't see that maybe Phil can have a look at in the uh, comments, uh, in the event stream. I can only see the Q&A at the moment. So I'm really excited about the subject. And the other thing that's really good is I know that the, the all, um, obviously Roxanne is the first time we've been in a Hangout together, so I'm hoping to get to know Roxanne a little bit more today. But I know everybody else in the panel, and they are naturally collaborative marketers. So we need to just unwrap what that actually is. Um, so we've got a really experienced panel. And one of the things about collaborative marketing, of all the social networks out there, you know, and people are going to sound biased, but when it comes to collaborative marketing, there's no better place than Google+. It's, it's built into the DNA of, of the platform. So just, just before we get going, I just wanted to give a really brief introduction, a sort of an analogy of how collaborative marketing works, and then we can just really start getting on and discussing it. And it's like the man who walks into a party, shouts and introduces himself as, here I am, you know, and everyone just sort of turns around and looks. That's sort of the way I see a lot of traditional marketing. You know, you've just gone in, you've, you know, you've interrupted everybody, you've announced who you are. But if the same party, the host, brings someone in and says, hey, look who's just turned up. Here's the guest of honor. You know, here's so-and-so. This is what he's done. You know, he's a great guy. Everyone would like to introduce him. All of a sudden, the psychology changes about the credibility of that person. So anybody want to pick up on that? Let's just start there. Just uh, flash me a hand if you want to be uh, uh, make a comment, and I'll uh, bring that in. Okay, BL. Well, I, I could not agree more that, uh, you know, there's there's no place here for broadcasting the wonders of oneself. And uh, it has been my experience in all of these years that the more I give, the more I get. And I have had the extreme pleasure of working with such extraordinary people as a result of that. You know, there's so much we can learn from each other. So, um, you know, I, I, I go out of my way, and, and when we do our show, we go out of our way to credit everyone who, be, who is a source for us to, you know, to say we got this story from and to share their information. And, you know, I, I'm always appalled when people don't do that because I wonder why. Mm, mm, mm. Excellent. Just want to say a quick hi to Tom Gillies. Thanks for joining us. Uh, he's saying hello from Ireland. Uh, Teresa in Southern California and Olivia is in France, I believe. We've got a worldwide audience tonight, guys. This is brilliant. Uh, Terry, did you want to make a point? Yes? Yeah, yeah oh, definitely. Um, I started programming in 2006 and 2007 and, uh, and got all the clients that I've had for the last eight years, nine years, uh, through massive helping on forums. And, uh, and so it became recognition through referrals and stuff like that and now I just do referral business and the quality of the clientele is so much more refreshing they say it takes two years to develop trust with new clients two solid years to develop trust what a waste of my life whereas I try to do it through referrals there's trust immediately from the day that I say hello and because of the referral has already established a trust because we're all mutual friends. So what can I say? I prefer the latter methodology. Yeah, and I think, I think, <laughs> I think Terry, as well, I think it's, it's you know, any type of like, business online, referral marketing is another way we could call it. Referral marketing is a very powerful way of getting work because, you know, it's like when we buy from Amazon, people don't 
by you know the product based on what the you know when you last bought something from Amazon, did you read the description and say, wow, I need to buy this product? Or did you skip to those reviews and think, okay, let's have a look at what problems people are having. Let's see what other people are saying because people don't. One of the most fundamental aspects of social proof is that it's uh, the only thing that counts is what other people say about you. And when you start to understand that and you start coming to collaborative marketing, it becomes really powerful. Did anybody else want to weigh in on that? Sure. I'll, I'll just go ahead and jump in because this is one of my favorite topics. I think we're going through a power shift, uh, and it's really happening rapidly. And you're mentioning Amazon is a perfect example because Amazon 10 years ago was hardly anything, and yet now it's, it's changed everything in terms of retail sales, and we're never going to go back to the way it used to be. A big part of... The, the Amazon model is exactly as you said. There are people that you trust, in other words, people just like you and me who are leaving reviews, and in the aggregate, by and large, if there's something that uh, rises to the top, then we will tend to trust that. And so now the power is in your hands, in my hands, it's almost like cutting out the middleman. And those like Amazon are just providing the infrastructure to allow us to be in charge of our own destiny and that's what I think that Udemy does is that it, it provides the framework and then we go in and then we populate it and if our courses are of high enough quality then as a student my peers will will bump it up or there will be good reviews and there you go um, so it's just a it's a sea change in the way things are being done going forward and that's collaborative marketing. Does anybody else want to just, on the introduction, want to jump in and say anything, or should we start looking at some types of collaborative marketing? I could say that um, what's what's really interesting is with Google Plus being on a global scale, we're finding out that we have more common ground than we ever thought. You know, I'm in the Midwest United States, and I I've always known that marketing would be different in New York City than it is in Cleveland, Ohio, as it is in Chicago, as it is in Los Angeles, you know, across the, across the map. But uh, with, with us communicating and sharing our marketing uh, techniques and new discoveries, we really have more things in common than not. And that's, that's exciting to me because then that, that makes our borders disappear, our geographical lines fade and yeah and I just want to say hello to Tim Longwell he was watching he was listening he was he's left a comment he was um he was painting he was doing some I know Tim's got some art art courses he was painting he was preparing some art courses he was painting and then he, we started talking and he decided to stop painting and listening so he must be enjoying what we're saying guys so thanks for that Tim um okay so one of the one of the things about collaborative marketing I think that people struggle with is um, like with the OV community, the community you know we all we're all involved with. What people struggle with is this idea of promoting someone else. Now that's quite when it comes to marketing, people don't tend to think that like good marketing is actually when you start promoting other people and you start getting to networks and you start creating relationships and you start creating referrals and we can talk about all the different types later on but a lot of people when they you know when they come to marketing because our mindset is so fixed on this idea that marketing is about communicating who we are we miss the real power of collaborative marketing we really miss this idea of lifting someone else up so for instance we can interview one another. There's lots of different ways, but you know, I just want to see what your thoughts are on that. On that, guys, you know, this this shift from promoting me to, you know, when we talk about collaborative marketing in the sense of now we might have a show, we might have a podcast, and now we're going to lift someone else up. We're going to promote them, and there might not seem to be any immediate benefit to us. You know, how do we, you know, how do we sort of find that? What do we think about that? Just wave a hand if you want to jump in, Terry. Yep. And well, then I'll uh, similar to what Scott was pointing out, how we're going through this shift, uh, the very existence of how social networks have come to uh, really emphasize likes, shares, plus ones, uh, it, it just has encouraged this this kind of uh, 
mutual support system or mutual admiration society, you might say, where people are going beyond just a, uh, hey, I like what you do, and into actually saying, I'm going to share what you do. I'm going to, uh, I want other people to see what you, what you're up to. And this is especially uh, when you see someone sharing something that's original content, that's their own article. I don't know if reshares are so great when people have have already reshared something else that somebody reshared or somebody else reshared. But when it's original content, I, I'm always very keen to uh, share a really great article with everybody that I know. And I think that that's, that that's kind of created an atmosphere of mutual support across the board that's growing and is a rising tide. Yeah, and I, I, you know, and I think that's that's a really good example, Terry. Is that people, you know, just just sometimes resharing someone's content. I, I want us to go into the depths and different types. But Roxanne, you just wanted to make a point there, so I'm just going to bring you in. Just unmute um, your mic, Roxanne. When, well, when a medical field, uh, we don't have as many physicians that I would like to bring in to Google Plus because I think how you want to be referred or you have to be referred, you'd like to know more about the doctor. So it would be great to have them want to come in. Yeah, I've lost a little bit of your audio there, Roxanne, but I got the sense of what you were saying. Uh, I think you've got a little bit of slow connection there, I think. Um, mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's – and this is the thing. It's sometimes when it comes to – if you're new on the platform, you're finding maybe on Google+. Plus. Google+, Plus is such a fantastic collaborative platform, and that's why it's my favorite of all the platforms because it's so easy to share other people's stuff. It's so easy to collaborate with Hangouts and everything. It's just so powerful for collaborative marketing. And what you have to do sometimes, you have to bring people onto the platform. And, you know, I found personally that Hangouts is extremely powerful for that because bringing someone into a Hangout, a lot of members of the OV community, the first taste of Google Plus is the OV community. And then their first taste of a Hangout, or they've been on a Hangout, then they come into a Hangout and they start seeing the collaborative value and they start getting interested, especially when they see the video moving to YouTube and all sorts of, you know, wonderful stuff starts happening. So did anybody else want to sort of make a point on that? Uh, we talked. We talked about this uh, concept of sharing and whether it's uh, an aspect of caring for people on Ray Hills' show last week. And um, one of the points that that we ended up agreeing upon was that you know each of us has sort of a tribe, and and that within that tribe we you know we go out of our way to uh, share and help each other. And and then there is the content that you share that uh, is because the clients that you work with have interest in those topics. You may not know those people. You may not have a relationship with them. But often you end up having one as a result of doing that. So, you know, I, it, it, it just makes so much sense. There's, there's no downside to sharing that I can see. This is and, my cat, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can see a tail. <laughs> um, yeah, and... and uh, you know, when, when we, when, why, the way to start thinking about it is this as well. Okay, so if you start promoting other people, and this is what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about getting collaborative marketing right from the beginning. Good collaborative marketing is about promoting other people, lifting them up, helping them to reach an audience they wouldn't know otherwise reach. And what tends to happen is that you, after a little while, you start to get, uh, we've lost Scott at the moment, so I'm hoping Scott can get back in. Um, so if you're struggling somewhere, Scott, uh, hopefully you can get your connection back. But um, when when you first start out with this idea of collaborative marketing, you, your first desire is, I need to get on someone's show. And I, that's what I would call influencer marketing, and I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of uh, chasing the superstar to try and get some exposure for myself. Um, you know, because you end up, you end up being like well, along with all the other people, and then if they throw you a crumb, that's nice, you know. And if you get noticed eventually, that's nice. I'm not talking about that as collaborative marketing. What I'm talking about is actually the difference when you consciously go out there and start helping other people promote or start working with other people in groups to actually produce content, to produce shows like BL, you've got a show, Melanie, you've got a show, you know, the OV community, we've got shows, and everyone contributes, and it becomes collaborative. 
And then what happens is Terry will share it to his audience, Melanie shares it to her audience, I share it to my audience, and then all of a sudden, like Roxanne tonight, she's come on, she's, uh, she's uh, new to the panel, all of a sudden Roxanne, you know, uh, she's uh, a, a champion of, of epilepsy, and now all of a sudden Roxanne's come on, and she's just been exposed to everybody in all our networks because we've gone and reshared, and that's just from one hangout. And that's where collaborative marketing really starts to work, and people just find it much more interesting. There's much more interest in a marketing conversation than a marketing broadcast. And I don't want anybody want to sort of jump onto that. Mark, I'd just say as well that um, when people help each other, you know, if someone helps you, you automatically want to help that person back again. There's something about the human nature where if you if you've been helped you'll then want to help the other person. And I think what I find with the, you know, the Google Plus um, platform and the different communities that are going on is that we, we all learn so much from each other that we've learned something from somebody and like take for instance, you know, Scott for instance, you know, he introduced to the idea about repurposing content and then since then we took his idea we then used it to create snippets and then we sort of we, we build on each other and then we, we then, you know, now telling people, oh, you got to check out this repurposing, check out what Scott's uh, up to. And then we benefit, he benefits, and everybody sort of benefits. And I think there's this natural, you just want to help the other person as well when they've sort of helped you. And I think it's a natural, you know, exchange that wants to go on. Yeah, absolutely. Because I remember a little while ago, I had a, a problem and, you know, um, Terry's my encyclopedia of problem solving with, uh, software online and <laughs> you know and and I was looking for a solution and I've got quite a complex setup and I needed to get something out of you know some hardware into a hangout and lo and behold it was Terry who had the video and he helped me and I learned from that and that's how we just get together but um, Melanie you wanted to say something yeah um, with along with hangouts we can utilize the video calls through Google Plus and this is so helpful. Um, I have had many times where if I want to talk one-on-one, -on -one, say if I want to talk to you, Mark, or Philomena, or Terry, or BL, or anyone, we could have a, a conversation just like this, face-to-face, -face, just private, not recorded. And I could even flip my camera off if I don't have makeup on that day. And, and one of the things that, uh, and I usually have a private uh, video call probably about three times a week with collaborating with someone, either we're exchanging ideas or uh, checking something out or whatever, but I rapidly remembered how much money I can save with a video call because recently I had to call a client in Canada and I used my cell phone instead and that call cost me $75. And when I saw that, you know, it's just one of those face palms. It's like, what? <laughs> so um, that's a lesson that I will always remember now that, you know, I could, I could use more video calls in every situation, not just for you know collaboration so there because it's free it's free to use and anywhere you know if they have a, a Google Plus connection you can do the phone call I mean the video call yeah so what I want to come up to now then so we've got some um, different types of ways we can collaborate so let's let's what I would like us to do is be a little bit practical now for people because we're talking about the concept of collaborative marketing you know, we're all on the Google Plus platform. Most of us, you know, here I would imagine are, are very familiar with the Google Plus platform. We know, you know, we're comfortable with it. You know, we're not worried what TechCrunch says. We know what it can do. We know how powerful it is for a business. We know what the SEO is. We know what the collaborative marketing is. We're not worried at all. So, but what I want to do is just discuss some different types of, you know, collaborative marketing that people can sort of look at. So obviously we've got Hangouts on there. I've got, I've come up with one, two, three, four, four and a half, I suppose, because uh, webinars I put in with Hangouts on there a little bit, although they're not. So I've got Hangouts on there, guest blogs, podcasts, webinars, and just a light uh, collaborative marketing, which I would call a social share. 
So how could we use, let's just start with Hangouts on Air. Have we got some ideas for someone? Say somebody's, let's just make it really practical. Someone's got a Udemy course, okay, and, you know, their course is uh, knitting hats for, um, you know, cats, okay? So my course on Udemy is knitting hats for cats. And so how would, if you was going to market that, if you was going to have a tackle of that and create some collaborative marketing, what sort of people would you bring into discussions? What sort of conversations would you have? What sort of topics would you discuss? If it was a hangout on air, BL? Well, if I were going to talk about hats for cats, I would uh, go immediately and look at the communities uh, about cats, and I would talk to veterinarians, and I would, uh, you know, bring in some of the, you know, the less likely people, the the fashionadas, and and perhaps a fashion editor, and 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 do all of that sort of thing. But I, I just want to make one quick point, and and that is that. You know, we're all really into this idea of collaboration and helping people, but not everybody is. And, you know, my feeling about that is that you have to ignore that and you have to move forward in a way that is more positive than the way that so many people operate. But, you know, it's not as if everybody does this. No, and that's, that's actually a really, really good point. I'm glad you raised that, Bill. Um, but just to get it in perspective... I, when, you know, I've done, I'm always looking at people that are successful online. Uh, one of the things that fascinate me is people that sell digital products online. So I, that's a really fascinating subject for me. And every time I see someone successful, nearly every time, I see them in a collaborative marketing environment. I see people, you know, blogging their stuff. I see people promoting them, doing webinars with them. You know, I just see that activity all the time. And, you know, so for me, that's a major indicator, um, you know, for success when it comes to online marketing, especially when we talk about the realm of digital products. But I think it extends to much more than that. That's what communities essentially are. So you're right, BL. It's not something everyone's sort of comfortable with, but it is something you really should look at and creating community and creating stuff around because there could be a massive opportunity there. And I love the way you just immediately started pulling people in. You know, you can tell you've been doing Hangouts for a while because you're like, I'd want a fashion editor and I'd want, you know, I'd want a vet and I'd want, you know, a vet would probably be saying, you know, the hat doesn't want to be too, you know, hot. For the cat. Constrict the cat, yeah. <laughs> but immediately, you've now got lots of people from different walks of life you're bringing together on a particular point. Does anybody else want to weigh in with the cats for hats um, subject? <laughs> Hats for cats, sorry, not cats, hats. Oh dear. <laughs> hats for cats. Terry. Yeah, for sure, Have a you'd have a Google Plus community for uh, hats for cats. I mean, you got to have one that's devoted to cats for cats and get everybody to fashion model their cats wearing their hats and share photos, you know, not wait. So they don't have to wait for Catter Day to uh, share their cat photos. Yeah. Somebody's going to do this now. I knew I shouldn't have said this. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know you you can get you can pull in people that that are looking for projects to do from the uh, from the knitting communities and stuff and advertise and say well we got this little community where we're all the only projects we really do are hats for cats and we have patterns we have this and that and we even have courses and uh, and so you know and and we uh, we get together and we share ideas and sometimes we even co cooperate in making courses together or making videos together or writing articles together. And all those things are different ways of collaborating that get people with like interests and like passions working together just because they love the subject. And that's great, Terry. Yeah. What, you're, what you're bringing in there is the community element, and that's where we're going with this, isn't it? Because at the heart of collaborative marketing is community, and th that's really, really powerful. Because you know, when you've got community now, and someone creates a new hat for their cat, not a cat for their hat, but when someone creates a new hat for cats. Their new hat. Now you're going to promote that. Now you're going to show that. Now you create community because you're lifting somebody else up. You're showing somebody else's work, and people love that stuff. They love that. Melanie, you wanted to weigh in on this as well. <laughs> I think it's very important if you have hats for cats, you need a mascot, a proper mascot. And once you've identified your proper mascot, it doesn't have to be that you actually 
have the mascot on location. It could be someone else ha has that mascot. Our mascot does not live with us. He lives somewhere else, but he's still our mascot. And you could also have, you could also personify that mascot. Um, if you went on Twitter and you looked at the handle that said uh, Big Data Kitty, that's a cat personified by a woman named Carol who talks about big data. But the cat, she when she switched it over to the cat talking about big data, it became more popular because uh, she wasn't getting the uh, reception as you know big data from Carol or whatever. So it's big data kitty. So um, while a lot of us don't like the personification of mascots, sometimes they really work well if you if if it's a popular type of mascot. Now, if it were a mascot where uh, people don't like piranhas, that's that would not be a popular mascot. <laughs> Roxanne just made a good point. If you're going to do uh, a hats for cat community, don't invite the dog lovers to that community. Thank you for that top tip, Roxanne. Um, so when Mark. when yes. So just a question, I suppose, um, um, for the um, the panel. When, um, say, someone obviously you're new to this course, you know, hats for cats, but it's the first time maybe you've actually even tried collaborative marketing, and there's already lots of, you know, established networks and communities out there. Um, you know, where does somebody start? Do they sort of, you know, go for... Um, they try to go for the big league people first, or, you know, do they just pitch in, or... You know, and I know that the panel's probably going to say, "Look, just go for it. Just you know, just try it. Be encouraged." But I'm just thinking, you know, some people might not have done this before, and they might sort of be, "Oh, you know, do I just contact, you know, just uh, join a community and just start, you know, commenting?" What's people's thoughts? That's that's actually a great question, Phil. So I'm going to throw that one into the mix for people to. Have. Does anyone? Bl, I can see a hand up. I find when I'm on to a new topic that before I do anything at all, I need to do a whole lot of listening. I need to see what people are talking about and who seems to be leading the conversation. And, and then I need, before I ask for anything for me ever, I need to get involved in that community by providing information that they care about, by responding to questions that they have. Before I ever promote anything, I, I want people to say, oh, she has good content. Oh, look what she just shared. Oh, she answered that. She helped me. And, you know, I mean, it's like anything else. You can't just walk in and start talking about yourself. So, you know, collaboration has to start with a lot of giving. But before you give anything, you have to shut up and listen. And that's really hard for a lot of us to do. <laughs> that's an excellent point, BL. And that, you know, when, when you start trying to build a collaborative community, it starts, and I know, you know, Terry's, you know, very strong on this as well with his YouTube, you know, you start by being the helpful person. And I've seen this, you know, over 12 years online, doing online business, I've seen this. The people that tend to end up creating some sort of support product that people will pay for are the people that help the most in the beginning. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but it's the people that are most helpful end up having it, and they're the ones, after a while, get recognized as the expert because they're so helpful. And I think that's really important. And another thing I was going to say, Phil, in relation to that, like interviews, hangouts on air, podcasts are great ways to get going. But the temptation comes back to what we said earlier. Don't go for the superstars. Just start with the people around you on the same level or the people that maybe don't have, you know, maybe they've got 25 followers on Google Plus, you know, and you've got 1,000. Get them on your show. You know, and I think sometimes when we start thinking about collaborative marketing, we're thinking, oh, that guy's got 350,000 followers. Do you want to come on my show? They're going to be like, why would I? But if you actually help the people lift the grassroots up around you, they become, you know, they really appreciate the help. They become fans. They become friends. And when they start getting successful, they're going to bring you in and they're going to help back. And they're going to share your stuff. They're going to recommend you because you help them. So I think the helping mindset is the, is, is the key to that. So obviously there's different types uh, of stuff we can do, guest blogs, podcasts, webinars. Um, so does anyone want to pick up sort of maybe some tips on guest blogs, BL? Well, to your point, you know, um, I noticed that in 
uh, in conferences, in um, in shows, you know, it's the usual suspects who appear all the time, and uh, it is so much more interesting to hear from the people who are not the usual suspects, the people who have perhaps specialized knowledge and that sort of thing. But um, you just mentioned guest blogging. I am not a big fan of guest blogging, uh, but I am a big fan of interviewing other people. Uh, I, I think that that is a valuable way to share content. I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that, actually, Bill, to be honest. I'm not. Guest blogging's got its a whole... I, mean, I think it was very popular recently, but with the changes Google made last year, you've really got to know, you know, with your guest blogging, that the person who, you, who you're on the blog with, whose blog it is, is going to, you know, set up the, the directs and everything probably... Um, great to have Scott, uh, Scott back. You've got to be careful with the, the guest blogging side, and it can get a little bit complex. But I know people have used it to great success. You know, being getting and you know, being mentioned on a blog, being promoted on a blog. Um, so I know it's quite a complex subject. Probably something we don't going to have to go into here. But it is something people use. Um, but I'm with you. I prefer the interview, the podcast, the hangout on there. But Roxanne just made a, a good point earlier. She just popped up a message, and, and Roxanne said, you know, it depends on the personality. You know, so for some people, you know, we're all comfortable in a hangout. That's great for us. So we're saying collaborative marketing, hangouts are great. And then someone goes, there's no way I'm going my face on camera. There's absolutely no way. So I can't do collaborative marketing. So podcast, you know, do a podcast. Uh, start inviting people on. Uh, you know, Scott Patton's... Uh, a regular panel member. He's got a, a, a podcast show, a podcast course on Udemy, which I've took. That's fantastic. Inspired me to get the one for the OV set up. So that's that's something we can sort of do. Does anyone want to weigh in on that about finding different ways of collaborating to fit your personality style, Melanie? Yeah. When you actually do a video call, say you've never met them before, that you could even if you are hidden and you hide your faces. You'll hear you'll hear each other's tone uh, fluctuations. Then you'll know uh, based on that conversation if you can. If, number one, if you get along with that person. Number two, if you have the same mindset and you're going the same direction, then you know because not everyone you meet is a good candidate to collaborate with. So you can. You have to have some other way rather than just emailing back and forth and saying, would you like to work together? So take, take the steps somehow to use a, a, the uh, Hangout platform, either in a video call or on a Hangout, to uh, uh, visually see each other and see if you can, if your personalities mesh. I think that's, that's yeah, that's really important. And... Um and you know that first impression is quite important. So, on a practical note, for like for the OV community, everyone who's involved knows we're very family friendly. So, you know, when people come on the hangout, you know, we don't want swearing. This is this is a family friendly show, you know. And and you sometimes you have to be very uh, clear about when you start to collaborate. And I think that's a really good point, Melanie. When you start to collaborate with people, you know, there is an element of you know, am I happy to start collaborating with this person because you could do a show and then, you know, you might have, a, a, you know, the standard that doesn't want uh, swearing in your podcast. And all of a sudden, this person goes into, you know, a sentence with, you know, five swear words and one non-swear word, you know, and you, you, you need to sort of manage, some, I think, some of that. That's a really important point with collaborative marketing. So anybody else want to sort of discuss types of collaborative marketing or ideas? Uh, Terry and then BL. Well, one of the things that Scott really helps to underscore is the repurposing of uh, the Hangouts. And so you can get a bunch of people that are really good at talking over ideas and sharing ideas, uh, just spouting out ideas and, and have it recorded, maybe turn it into a podcast, turn it into a – of course, it's already a Hangout on air. But then turn that into a pillar post that everybody shares as a collaborative work on their blogs, you know, that's a pillar. A pillar post means it's not only incredibly long, incredibly detailed with everything you'll ever need to know about that subject, but it's also got incredible links to other resources outside. And Google says, oh, my gosh, look at that, a pillar post. It's even got links to authority resources on the outside. And that kind of thing can help draw to, to the website 
part of somebody's marketing thing. And since you all collaborated on this thing, you all get to have this on your uh, on your blogs. It's not counted as duplicate content in the you know by Google. They count it as a pillar post. Okay, and, that, uh, that's really interesting. So, would you use just to clarify that too? Would you maybe use the video snippet from that and put that in the blog, and you would consider that as the basis of the pillar post? Is that what you're describing? Yeah, you could put snippets into blogs. You could uh, you could have a paragraph, then a video snippet, paragraph, video snippet. You know, an introduction. This is what you're going to see in this video snippet. You know, you could have it written out plus the video snippet because people learn in different ways. Some people learn better by hearing, some people by seeing, some people by reading, and so this makes it a, a very very rich type of a thing that really would be a lot of work for one person to do all the research on, uh, whereas the basics of what what's going to be in that thing could be laid out in half an hour or an hour with a bunch of people like this size talking on a uh, hangout on air and then you just repurpose that and textualize it make it in a text form too. multimedia excellent. experience excellent excellent and uh, Rob's um, made a comment in the Q&A says cats for hats still giggling so you know that's been a thing Yale, did you want to say something on this? I, I did. Um, to Melanie's point, you know, um, it's so important before you bring somebody into a hangout or, uh, uh, you know, into a podcast. A lot of people are great authorities, but they're not good speakers or teachers. And this is what happens a lot at conferences. You know, people are invited to speak at conferences, and they're really horrible presenters. So you do have to be really careful, and you do have to make sure that you're talking to people who are comfortable in verbal communication because they're, you know, if they're not, then by all means, interview them, do something else with them. But I had not heard the term pillar post. I, I guess I've used it without understanding that term, but um, that's a really important point. And I, I've had people kind of ping me and say, I mentioned you where I might not have realized that they had. And I, so when I do that, I do let people know, you know, just a heads up, I shared some content of yours. I mean, it sort of gets the conversation rolling. Yeah, and that's, I think that's actually a really top tip there, and that's a very practical tip you brought up, Bill, is that, like, for instance, we've got this Hangout. Phil will do some snippets, and she'll include some of what we're saying, create snippets, and put it out there. And, and what will happen is the main Hangout itself, everyone in the panel, is very likely to go and share that because they're involved in the conversation. Now, now you're going out to all those audiences, and then, but when you share it, it's really important to ping everyone involved in the event um, and actually sometimes just to encourage them and ask them because people are new to collaborative marketing. They don't necessarily realize it's a good idea to actually share the event. They're in the event, they think it's great, and then they don't share it to their Twitter stream or they don't share it. So it's really important when you get involved, uh, you know, or you're involving someone to, to always make sure you mention people, whichever platform it is you're using. You know, on Google Plus, it's a plus mention, and we call that a ping, but, you know, make sure you get the conversation going, the internal conversation, because it's all the people on the panel putting it out there that's going to create the interest around the subject. So let's just let's just ask a question. So okay, and I think we've sort of touched on it, but I want to see if there's any any sort of other point about we've talked about, you know, maybe you know hat so let's come back to this idea of finding contacts. So we're we we like like the idea of collaborative marketing. Maybe we're a bit nervous, maybe we're not do you get me? So how would you actually practically go and find people? Let's just use an example. Let's just say you want to do some hangouts on air with some industry leaders in, in, you know, or some specialists in your area. How would you practically find contacts and people to approach or maybe talk to, to check out, that sort of thing? What process would you use? Melanie. I do this still. When I first started, and even two weeks ago, I will find people on YouTube. And there are great people to be, be discovered. And uh, maybe they're new to G+, but they're not new to YouTube. But with, with my purposes, if I want someone to be on the Lights, Camera, HOA, uh, we'll, we do encourage newbies. But then when I actually need to find somebody who has, who has a story to tell, I have found them on YouTube. So I will do a hunt. I'll throw out the fishing line, and I'll do a hunt, and I'll uh, discover them that way. 
because I'll do a search in YouTube, like uh, whatever topic I want them, you know, to be an expert in, and then I'll watch their YouTube content. And then if they're on G Plus, I ping them or I send them a private message and and invite them to a, a video call, and that's worked for me several times. That's a top tip. Thank you, Melanie. So what you're actually saying is you you, you go out there and you actually try and start finding some experts and ask them. And a lot of the time, I know I said influencers, oftentimes they won't come on the show, but I'm talking about mm -hmm. you know, going and trying to get in touch with Seth Godin and saying to Seth, do you want to come on my show? You know, we got five viewers last week. You know, you know, he's hardly going to come on the show. Are you with me? But yeah, yeah. most people will actually come on your show, won't they? Because they, you know, they realize there's a bit of exposure. And I find when I ask people, a lot of the time they're quite positive. The people that don't tend to come on, that the people don't understand what I'm doing, or there's another group of people which I want us to talk about in a minute. So, okay, so let's just talk about. Okay, so let's let, let's I'm, I'm gonna use my uh, let's just use. Okay, so let's just say I've got some courses. Okay, I teach Excel. And I've got a Udemy course on Excel. Some people would then think that promoting another instructor or working with another instructor who's also got an Excel course is necessarily bad. What do we think about that? Does that make sense? It's the, it's the challenge of you're both in the same field. You both got courses on the same subject. And we come to collaborative marketing now. You know, is that a benefit? Is that a risk? Uh, Scott? Oh, well, go ahead. I think it Scott. matters whether your areas of expertise are, are a little bit different. You know, in, in the case that they are, I think it's a great idea, but I think it might be a bit confusing to the viewer if two people with the same level of knowledge are teaching a course. Uh, I'm not sure I get what you mean. Now, what I mean is, say, like, you've got two people both teaching the same type of course, can they collaborate together? Does that make sense? So well, I believe they can, yes, yes. If, they, if they have some area of differentiation. You know, um, for both to come and talk about the exact same area. I mean, Excel is an enormously complicated platform that I'll probably never understand. And and so I might want to know how to make charts there, and you might have a guy who teaches how to make charts, and maybe you can show how to make it pretty, you know, uh, how, to, how to make your presentation look better. So, yeah, by all means, collaboration, the more the merrier, but I just think you have to sort of have points of differentiation. Yeah, I think that's excellent. Uh, Scott, then Terry, and I think Melanie as well. Well, I, I was just going to bring up the point, and I'll take it back one step, and that is that we're still a little bit in the wild, wild west, and there are so few of us out there in, in the space that there's real benefit to collaborating even with peers. There's, en there's enough. There's enoughness for all of us to be able to partake of the pie. It might be that as the market matures, three or five years from now, who knows how long that would be in internet years, the competition would be so dog-eat-dog -dog and so fierce that all of a sudden, you know, if, if you and I collaborate together, you know, if, if you take part of the business, then, you know, it'll take it away from me. But right now, the pie is so big and growing that we only strengthen each other when we collaborate with each other, in my opinion. Terry, and then Melanie. Well, uh, I used to teach college and uh, on the college level they often encourage uh, collaboration team teaching and they, that's happening in public schools too and uh, basically you, you both have the same expertise you both know just as much about everything you have the same degrees and all that kind of stuff but you kind of decide who's going to take over which subject it just makes it more interesting to the student and, uh, and it's nothing to do really with I'm better at this subject than you are it's just that because you have a little more passion for that subject than for the other subject, and you're trading off, when you, when you get in and you're doing your bit, you have more passion, more energy, and it keeps the student interested and just more up. And, and it's a, just a different personality match, too, with the students, because some students will like the one teacher better than they'll like the other one and listen a little more avidly. And they'll listen to the one they don't like as much because, you know, I mean, after all, they got to show some respect now, you know. <laughs> but that's yeah. that's where it gets where even people with the equivalent expertise can still do team teaching. 
Okay, and, Melanie? Yeah, I wanted to reiterate everything that uh, Biel and Scott and Terry said, and you as well, and even what Roxanne and Philomena is thinking, because I can sense that. Uh, this, the thing that uh, collaboration is anti-competition, we still can healthy, we can still healthy, healthily, is that the word? We can still compete in a healthy way, but it's not competition where I'm going to claim more customers than you versus me. Um, it's, it's the consumer's choice. You know, we can all be in this field of like online marketing. A lot of people have that, but because the pie is so huge, like Scott mentioned, uh, everybody can have their own little slice and, and the consumers have the ultimate power to choose who, whom they can best work with, whom they can best understand and grasp. Um, how many of us have, when we went to college, had to switch professors because we couldn't stand that guy, the way he taught, the way she taught me? <laughs> where, where I knew that if I switched, I could learn the same exact thing because it was a course but I had to switch because I didn't like that one style and it was just this mind barrier. So it's the same with consumers have that same right and privilege and freedom to, to go with whom they feel most comfortable with. So while we can collaborate within the same fields, uh, we're not, it's not this, um, uh, negative connotation as it has been in the past. You know, we can embrace each other instead of punching each other in the same field. Yeah, and I, I've, I've, you know, I've got no issue with this at all. It's like recently we did a YouTube marketing uh, thing and in the coupon, in the section below was Eileen Smith's course on uh, YouTube marketing and there was my course on YouTube marketing. Now, I know what's in both courses and they're completely different types of courses. You know, they touch in some areas on the basic SEO. They're going to touch there. But mine, you know, there's a lot of practical sort of uh, hard skills with camera, lighting, and things like that. And Eileen's was, you know, she's got all these guerrilla marketing tactics, you know, that not many people know about. You know, so when you look at it and you start collaborating together, what will actually happen if someone really wants to learn the subject, they'll buy both courses. And that's the way I think it really, really works. I've got a Udemy course, and there's a couple of the people that have been on the panel have Udemy courses. I look at their courses, I look at my courses, and they're actually different. If you want to do talking heads video, take my course. If you want to avoid talking heads like the plague, go and have a look at Bob Marks's course, because you know his course is no talking heads. Mine's going to be heavily dominant. So it's, when you start seeing it like that, you start to realize, actually, there's not that much competition. And there will be people that are in direct competition, and you'll decide not to collaborate with them. But a lot of the time, subjects are so huge, you've got all these different sorts of things. Uh, there was a question from Creature Design I want to pick up in the, um, in the comment. He says, should you ask before sharing content, copyright issues may be? Uh, I think basically if it's on social media, it's been put out there, it, the, you know, it's been put out there to share. Uh, what you have got to be careful of sharing is stuff that is strictly copyrighted. Don't do that. You're going to get in trouble if someone's put it out there. Um, so I think with uh, that, I just wanted to see if there's anything else we could sort of uh, talk about on this. Let's just open it up and see if anyone's got any sort of final thoughts, what they sort of, you know, thingy. Terry? Yeah, um, uh, collaboration. It uh, my thought. It just went to billing. How do you how do you bill everybody? You say starring Mark Timberlake, Terry Lee Britton, and Bill Alkman. I mean, uh, you know, I think that would be great. <laughs> but uh, but some way of if you're doing collaborations, I think it would be better than just this. Uh, by this blah 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 and a small little print underneath the title. Uh, no, no, come on. If we're going to do collaborations, let's show it off. Let's shout it out that this is collaboration happening here and make it a big deal. So that's my thought. Yeah, that's actually a good thought, Terry, because you know, when you're putting somebody out there and you say, hi, this is Terry. Yeah, it's Terry. Yeah. 
or you say, this is Terry, he knows his stuff. When it comes to you know, anything software driven, you're going to be doing green screen and this guy knows his stuff. You know, when you, like, th that's what you're talking about, isn't it? You know, so when you're collaborating, you're promoting someone else, they're talking about promoting others, you've got to have a bit of passion and enthusiasm about it. Anybody else sort of want to weigh in on that or add another point? Well, I'll, I'll just step in and uh, you know, just, just a few random thoughts, and that is in terms of collaboration, part of it is that oftentimes there's chemistry. So we each can do what we want to do, but put us together and we bounce off of each other in a particular way, and it's much better than uh, it would have been had uh, either one of us tried to do it solo. And then there's just the relative fun factor that's involved, and at the end of the day, like, you know, what about life? You know, we 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 establish relationships with people. We help other people out. They help us out. And at the end of the day, we're in a much better space if we feel that we've made this world a better place for for us and our families and for others than if we are battling each other, crawling over each other, and trying to put someone else down in order to you know survive on our on our own so if, if we have the luxury of being able to collaboratively help everyone out it just makes for a better life I love that Terry uh, Scott sorry I love that what you just said there and you know what it came to my mind when you're saying that it, you know it was community versus competition you know when people and this is the thing with collaborative marketing it's about developing that community of, of people that are, that are willing they've got your ideals of sharing you know you're not going to if someone is very competitive, they're probably not going to be that good for you know collaborative marketing. But collaborative marketing versus competition, and it is so much more fun. It is great getting on these panels. Anybody else want to sort of chip in on that? I I agree with with what um, you've both just said that you know it does make it much more fun and. Uh, you know, when, when I do these things, I want to learn from them too. So by bringing in people who are smart and who you can have these kinds of conversations with, you learn as well. So, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely something in it for everybody. And, 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 and I'm all for having fun with marketing. I think it should be fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love marketing. What I really love about marketing is collaborative marketing. When that really, when marketing for me starts working, is when it's collaborative. Uh, Melanie, I was going to say, um, if you ha if you remember the last time you went to a small town, and I mean a small town where the city block is one block, and you have a bunch of mom and pop shops, uh, it's really fun to go in there because you'll see coupons on the counter for each other's shop there. So you could be at Aunt Smith's. Uh, Aunt Smithy's cookies, and on the counter there'll be, um, you know, visit two doors down and get 15% off, and tell them that Aunt Smithy told you, and that's kind of the same thing that we we can do in collaboration. That when when we do point someone in the direction of someone we're collaborating with, you know, make it worth their while. Just like like uh, instead of just the deadpan, like, yeah, I really like Scott. Go see Scott. Yeah, Scott does this. You know, build up a little bit so that it will make the the, the journey, the exploration, something memorable. And that's and that's another point we haven't really touched on tonight is, you know, when you actually comes to promoting a paid product with collaborative marketing, we can actually get into the realm of affiliate marketing where people share the revenue, you know, because you're helping one another out. Um, we haven't really had time to talk of that, but but that's sort of the next step, I think, beyond sort of you know the collaborative marketing is you know this, but it's you know it's a great point. You know, if you've got you know someone and you put a you know you write a blog and you write about this person's course and have a chat with them, you know, collaborative marketing. You know, you might be able to share the revenue from some promotion. You might be able to, you know, so it goes into actually it comes to the place where it actually becomes a business transaction as well. You know, collaborative marketing, you know, yeah, it's, it's social, it's fun and everything, but it can actually become very business orientated. And a lot of the people at the top are really good at that. They're really good at monetizing that collaborative side of things. So I think Scott and Terry had a point. Uh, I'll go with Scott mm -hmm. first and then come back to Terry and Philomena. Well, I, I was just inspired to uh, remind everyone that uh, what we're involved in right now is that Google and these Hangouts erase 
distance as a boundary. So we are a small town, and it, it just doesn't geography is no and boundaries are no longer an issue. So uh, and and so now we have a genuine community, and video tends to be, an, in my opinion, an accelerator. So you can establish very close relationships very quickly and have just like a small town. So it's twenty first way, twenty first century way of doing social, in my opinion. I love that. Love that. Terry? Well, I just wanted to remind myself that uh, Udemy uh, has a vehicle for people to collaborate on classes where they both get paid. And uh, so it's not even as affiliates, just it's a co co-producer payment system that they have. And I don't know if they have a limit on how many instructors can share the wealth in the sales, but they do have it already in place that you can have multiple authors for a class and they all get paid. That's so. Actually, that's an excellent point. I'm really pleased you brought it up, Terry, because you know you can assign the percentage that each person gets. So when it comes to now creating a course, comes back to, you know, BL was talking about the Excel course, you know, where somebody's really good at this, somebody's really good at that. Okay. Go and create a course together, split the revenue 50-50, you know. And, um, you know, if it doesn't work out, Roxanne just brought up a good point, you know, leave on, uh, make sure you leave on good terms when you're working with people. Always trying to maintain that relationship. Philomena, you wanted to weigh in? Um, yeah, I think it sort of um, builds on what uh, Terry just mentioned there about, you know, working collaboratively. It's if you've got something that maybe has it, you've got a gap or something, then you can work with somebody else to infill that. And, you know, a great example of sort of working sort of at local businesses, say if, you know, a photographer might do somebody's um, photographs, but then they find out the person needs to have other marketing and website, and then they work collaboratively with um, a local website company. And then when the website company is going out and about and they need a photographer, they come back and use them. So there's this thing where you, um, there's services that can complement each other and you can have gaps in your expertise and then you could marry up with somebody and then you're, you're working and promoting each other. And another example of uh, working collaboratively. Exactly, and that's how SME Heroes was born. We had a, a web development company, and we were doing photography and video, and we were doing some online marketing. And they were doing a lot of website and online marketing, and they kept getting referrals all the time. And then and we said, look, let's launch SME Heroes because we're working together so much. It, it made so much sense. <laughs> yeah, we just started branding. So, yeah, and I'll tell you who's really good at that. The wedding industry is absolutely fantastic. If you go and have a look at the wedding industry, and you walk into a wedding shop, they're going to have a photographer they recommend, a car chauffeur service they're going to recommend, they're going to hairdresser they recommend, and they're really, really good at it. And we've got to get like that. We've got to have that. I think modern marketing is more about that than competition. So I think what we need to do is close up the final four. So if everyone sort of gathers themselves, before we'll give you a few seconds, I'm going to start with UBL, no pressure. Um, but I just want to read Rob from Creature Design. He always does great takeaways. And his takeaways tonight are one, re referrals elevate credibility. Number two, collaborative promotion benefits both sides. Number three, provide content before promotion. Number four, links in repurpose uh, content rank better. Number five, competitors don't offer what you're offering. So he's that's what he's taken away. And it's great to see uh, Rob taking that out of the Hangout. So BL, closing thoughts. Well, I um, really have enjoyed being here. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, I, I think that, that the really important uh, takeaway for me is the idea of, uh, you know, being able to do this in a way that everybody makes money because uh, we all do have to pay the bills. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Melanie? Oh, I thought it was going to be last. I'm not ready. Well, anyway, I'm going <laughs> <laughs> I do want to, I'm so grateful that I was able to, to be on today's panel. This was an effort where we can just share our ideas and uh, see if everybody's on the same page. And I think we are now that we've been able to explain a little bit more in depth what collaboration is and what it is not. It is not about competition. It's about sharing and promoting in the most uh, communicative, friendly way, and I'm glad that we had this in-depth discussion. Thank you. Excellent, excellent. Philomena, and then it's Roxanne. 
Um, I'm hoping um, everyone that's watched has come away with an idea of what the concept of um, collaborative marketing is and be convinced that they should do it. So I'm hoping that everyone that's watched this, if they're not involved in some way, shape or form in collaborative marketing, are going to go away from this hangout thinking, I need to do some collaborative marketing. I need to have this mindset. And it's probably more of a mindset um, developing and to start allowing themselves to, to develop that mindset and maybe take some of the practical examples. And I, I think, you know, tonight probably wasn't possible to cover all the types of different ways you can work collaborative, collaboratively together. So I'm hoping that it's giving people food for thought. Absolutely. And, and guys, just jump into the OV community. We're there. We'll help and we'll help you collaboratively market your Udemy course. There's going to be people on there. You know, they find the right fit. You know, jump in there. Roxanne. Yes, I'd like to say thank you also. Um, I know Melanie and Scott uh, have helped me with their shows and um, just spreading the word. And thank you for inviting me, Mark. And uh, I have extra ideas now to being on here today <laughs> what I can do with you. So uh, thank you. Excellent, excellent. And it was a pleasure to have you, Roxanne. Scott. Well, I'm going to add my thanks to both you, Mark, and Philomena for the OV community and for all the work that you do in that and for these Hangouts. And to remind people that we're all early adopters with this as well. So we're on – it's a it's it's both being on a learning curve, so we're learning as we're going, but we're also writing the book as well. So we have an opportunity to imprint some of our own personality and our own values on what's happening, and that will mature as the days and the weeks and the months and the years go by. And so if you have a choice between you know, something else and uh, something as beautiful as collaborative marketing, well, let's promote that too. Excellent, excellent. Terry, closing thoughts? Well, uh, just again, the, the key word or underlying concept to me is always the word help. And uh, so if you're approaching somebody to do a collaborative marketing thing, it's not about what you can get out of this. It's how you much you can help each other help others, help each other to help be more helpful to others. So if you start out with that kind of an attitude, both towards each other and towards your audience, I think it, that's what makes it fun. It makes it living and makes it passionate. Uh, and so it's not just a, a, a matter of labor. And uh, I mean, having done team teaching, sometimes that team teaching thing is just a matter of labor. But other times when it's really great is when you're both just out there to help each other to take over on the, the areas that are, are less passionate for the other, uh, to amplify what each other are doing and, and make it more fun for the audience and more engaging. So, uh, so again, the word help, that's the, the key word right there, I think. And you've just, uh, you've just inspired my closing thought, uh, Terry, because I put it in a, I like to put everything in a logical structure. I expect everything to follow a pattern. So the first thing you do is help. From that, you grow community. And then from community, you develop uh, income opportunity. And I think that's the natural progression of uh, collaborative marketing. It's been a great yeah. hangout. I, I knew it was going to be uh, you know, a good hangout tonight. I knew uh, the people on here were you know, very involved with collaborative marketing already. It's, I think it's given us all some fresh ideas and fresh perspective um, and encouraged us to keep doing what we're doing and even get better at it. I want to encourage everybody that's watching or if you're listening in the podcast, you know, get out there, make some connections, come and see us in the OV community. You know, we're always doing collaborative stuff. You know, we can find, you know, even if you can't find somebody who matches you perfectly, get in there, ask, talk, get some ideas going, and uh, hopefully we can get you some traction on your courses. Thanks for watching, and I look forward to catching up for you again next week. So we're just going to say goodbye, and uh, we're gone. Bye-bye, everyone.